0: And our bodies and our lives are not equipped to have that much stress. And so you have to have, like, it goes back to creating habits. How can we take some of these things and have healthier habits along the way? And then also we have to do things because we live in a toxic soup.
1: We are almost a couple weeks into 2022. Hope you are uh, having a good start to the new year so far. Jason Dennis here talking about fitness and faith as we uh, try to do on a pretty regular basis weekly. I have uh, pretty much fully recovered from my uh, COVID-19 now, testing positive uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, just before the start of, uh, just before the end of 2021. So what a way to end the year, right? Uh, But it was a mild case, like I talked about in my last episode, and uh, so I hope you and your family are staying healthy for sure. We're talking about health as a lot of folks may make those New Year's goals, vision, resolutions, whatever you want to call them. Uh, We're talking to a cancer survivor and a wellness coach about uh, being successful and sticking with some of those goals and and being uh, physically, mentally, spiritually better uh, for the New Year and beyond because we don't want to just do this for the first few weeks or month of the year, right? And uh, uh, speaking of uh, changes, uh, the, the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, you guys may have heard, won the national championship in college football. Big deal around here. Uh, I live in Columbus, Georgia. And uh, they took on the Alabama Crimson Tide, who have won a, a ton of these titles. And, uh, but Georgia won for the first time in 41 years. Congrats to them. Uh, so uh, we're, we were excited around here. But Alabama fans say we'll be back next time, as they usually are. So uh, congrats to uh, all my UGA friends and fans. Uh, my son might end up going to school there. We'll, we'll see. Um, but before we get to the introduction to my guest, uh, speaking of football, uh, we've lost uh, some uh, some treasured people in the entertainment and sports industry lately. It usually happens in three, so I'm not sure if we count these all three together. Um, but uh, later on in the podcast, I'm going to sing you some songs uh, related to uh, kind of an homage to Betty White and also Bob Saget, who we recently lost. Both great comedic actors who uh, were a part of very popular sitcoms for me growing up. So you're going to hear some of their theme songs. But also, uh, we recently lost John Madden, um, one of the best uh, football analysts and broadcasters in the history. He's got, he's got a video game named after him that's extremely popular. Um, uh, John Madden... You remember, he was part of Monday Night Football, I think, for at least seven seasons. So you remember the song by Hank Williams Jr., Are you ready for some football Monday night party? And uh, so that was uh, part of that. Uh, But John Madden will definitely be missed and uh, seem to be losing a lot of people lately. So it's uh, very, very sad. Um, but one person uh, that is uh, a survivor, for sure, is my guest for this week, Naomi Bleeker Damask. I knew her as Naomi Bleeker because we actually both graduated from Elon College, now known as Elon University, back in 1998. So it dates us a little bit, more than uh, more than two decades ago. And um, so back then, we were the Elon College Fighting Christians. And um, then a couple of years after we graduated, they became Division I, became the universe, Elon University, and the Phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes. So it's, it's changed a lot, but it still, you know, it was about 4,000 students. Now it's about 5,000 right there, kind of in the center of North Carolina. So that's where her and I met. She's now in Minnesota, where it's colder, snowier, that kind of thing. But she is a certified holistic wellness coach, wellness entrepreneur in the epigenetic biohacking and nutrigenomics sector of the wellness industry. We're going to explain what all those uh, big words mean. She is the founder of the Vitamin C Party, so she'll explain that as well. After her own diagnosis with breast cancer, uh, where she had two invasive tumors um, 10 years ago, uh, she found a passion in helping transform women's health is regularly featured on a lot of different podcasts and health summits, so she's used to this, uh, very popular in in her expert opinion. She's a To two active teens, a wife serves on nonprofit boards and involved in yoga and hiking and used to run marathons. And so, again, an undergraduate from uh, Elon in North Carolina. And uh, she's got a lot to say about nutrition advice for you if you're busy, on the go, uh, how faith in God plays a role in your wellness and uh, you know, how she changed her careers after that cancer survival a decade ago and, and helping other women with uh, prevention, uh, which is so important, not just in the new year, but for all of us, men and women, just kind of making sure getting rid of those toxins and what are we putting into our system and how does that affect us uh, emotionally and physically and, and even spiritually as well. So Naomi has a lot to say about that. I'd Like to uh, welcome uh, Naomi Damask to the podcast. I, I actually I knew you as Naomi Bleeker. Uh, what was it, about twenty five years ago in college? Or-
0: you know, Jason, <laughs> wasn't it just last year? <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. We're only like you know like twenty five years old. That's right. You're right. <laughs>
0: That's right. I like to think that, but every now now and again, I'm reminded as my kids are getting. Catching up to me in age, and we're starting to do college tours. And I'm like, yeah, I guess it's been a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, same with same with my kids uh, getting ready to go off to college. And and uh, now you and I were both at uh, Elon College now Elon University. Uh, graduates of '98, and uh, I was the freshman class president, and you were the senior class vice president. So we kind of bookend our, our <laughs> class.
0: Woo <Woo-hoo!
1: laughs> <laughs> le- le- And so, uh, well, I mean, uh, I introduced you earlier, you know, uh, you have a lot of different jobs and a lot of changes over the last, you know, uh, 15, 20 years. Um, So, you know, I want to first talk about, you know, how we we're just in the first week of, uh, or, you know, a week and a half into 2022, the new year. And I know that you coach and help people kind of get to their goals, um, with, you know, with their health and spiritually as well. So, you know, what, what is, are there tricks to sticking to those goals? Like, you know, physical, mental, spiritual to, because, you know, sometimes we say we want to go to the gym, we want to run more, we want to eat better, but sometimes by the time February rolls around, it's kind of gone, you know?
0: Well, Jason, you know what? It really boils down to creating habits. That's what it's all about, habits and creating a new lifestyle. And my whole thing is I'm not one about goals, but more or less setting a vision. And what is that feeling that you want to get? Like those feelings are really important because that's what you're going to end up sticking to. And so for me, like I like to always choose a word. So this word for the year for me is up level. Because i really want to up level my health i want to go to the next level i want to do more than i've done in the past because of just some basically health challenges i've had over the past two years not really health challenges more or less surgeries that have sort of like hindered me Um, but i really want to go to the next level and so we really talk about like how do we create these habits and so like prime example for myself i know that i love to have my quiet time i'm a strong christian and my faith is really important to me and a lot of times what would happen is I'd get downstairs. I'd start making breakfast for my girls. I'd start getting you know, into my day. And then next thing I know, I'm like on my phone, checking emails, I'm doing stuff. And I didn't carve out that time. So now what I do is I literally have one of my many devotion books that I have. But my one that I do right now is right next to my bed. So before I even get up out of bed in the morning, I do that devotion book. So that way, at least I can check that first box for myself. And then the next habit that I have is I bring a glass of water upstairs every single night. My husband gets a little crazy because I'll like accumulate glasses around the house. But I have a glass in the bathroom because the first thing we need to be putting into our bodies is water. So it's like those two things, two little habits that I've done is putting the book next to my bed, having the glass in my bathroom. It makes things easier. So my whole thing is I tell people, let's look at what we can do to create these healthier habits so if you want to eat healthier what is it that we can do to set yourself up for success right so like last night in my coaching call i was just telling um, a bunch of my clients saying you know you want to eat more vegetables well then let's like prep that let's cut up the red peppers the the carrot sticks whatever you might might need to do cut them up so that way when you go into the fridge it's already there and you can easily grab it because otherwise let's face it. Like if you don't set yourself up for success, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I like that word up level. I, I might have to, I might have to feel that uh, up level for sure. Um, and you know, you've talked about your clients and having coaching calls and, and I'm sure you have, you know, uh, friends and family that you talk to about different uh, visions, but uh, what, what are some folk? what are some things most of the time that most people kind of are wanting to do when the new year kicks off? Is it, is it losing weight? Is it um, maybe getting a new new job or being better at like being a father or mother or something like that?
0: I, I think for a lot of times it's weight related. And I think a lot of times we put so much stress on our outside appearance versus the inside. What's going on on the inside. And I think if we start to pay a little bit more attention to the inside, from really from a cellular standpoint, plus a spiritual standpoint, that is really gonna be your driver. So when you're working on your vision and your goals, dig into your why. Why is it that you want that? Not just because I wanna lose weight. What is, once again, what is that feeling? What is it, you know, keep going down, keep asking the five whys, why, 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 until you get down to the real reason why. A lot of times it's like you wanna feel accepted, You want to love your body. I see women all the time going to exercise Jason because they hate their bodies. Mm. I mean, or they're eating a certain way because they like, they, they don't like who they are versus like, all right, if we work on the inside and, you know, doing maybe a little bit more self development work, we're going to start to love ourselves and we're going to make different choices.
1: So if your why is that you don't like the way you look or you don't like yourself or you don't feel worthy, you know, and you go out and go to the gym and you eat better, that kind of thing, is it just not going to work?
0: No, I mean, it's going to work. But my whole thing is I really want people to create a whole lifestyle. And that's my biggest thing is, and I say this a lot, Jason, and the reason being is, you know, being diagnosed with breast cancer in my 30s, two invasive tumors really changed my life because I used to be the one that I was working out. I used to run marathons. I was extremely active, yet, why did I get cancer? So I always ask that question, why, <laughs> you know? And so I really start to look at, it's a, it's creating a whole lifestyle and really looking at all the pillars of health as well that are really important.
1: And speaking of that and your story of being, you know, a cancer survivor, and this it has been, I think you told me it's been 10 years now, a decade?
0: Yeah, ten, I just celebrated 10 years.
1: Wow. Oh, so tell me about that journey. You know, um, find that out you know, a decade ago. Um, obviously, it's just, uh, you know, it's a scary ordeal. Um, but tell me about, you know, what happened and maybe how that flipped your life and changed the direction you were headed, right, for your career and other, other things.
0: Yeah. So um, when you get those words, from your doctor. I'm sorry but it's cancer. It's literally it's just a sucker punch. Um because it's not what you expect to hear. So I was actually it was spring of 2011. We were in Hawaii and I was in the shower right after playing in the ocean and I actually gave myself wasn't trying to give myself an exam but I was trying to get all the sand off of me and I ran across my breast and I noticed that there was a lump. And I just thought well you know it's probably nothing and then once we got back home from our trip i gave myself another exam and it was still there and it sort of made me pause for a second like is it really something and then i was like well i'll just make my appointment with my OBGYN. um and then life happened jason so that was in the late spring like literally life happened i did not get in to see her until december and by this time i was so busy caught up in the holidays my husband had just accepted a new job to move us from the city of Chicago to Atlanta. So we were getting ready to put our house in the market. So it was not on my radar. And she said, you know what? You're young. It's probably nothing when she like did my exam at my appointment. But in the back of my mind, I thought it's something. It is something. And then fast forward, it was something. It wasn't just one, but it was two invasive breast cancer tumors. Um, and so when I, that happened, I really started to think, why me? And all right, I can either have an attitude of like, what was me or take charge. And so I decided to really take charge. And I was very active in the city of um, or the Junior League of Chicago. So I reached out to all my contacts there. And I just started to do almost like my own research, asking every survivor that I could possibly talk to what they did for their treatments. Were they happy? Has their cancer came back? And I just dove in head first is really what I did. And it truly, like you said, it changed the outcome of my career, it did everything because my whole thing is at the time I had a first grader and a preschooler at home. And, and I was just like, all right, I need to change. I need to figure this out. And that's how I got into the space of the work that I do now all around nutrigenomics, epigenetics, and you know, really the biohacking space. Because I realized and I, I say this a lot that I take ownership of my cancer, but it's I don't blame myself. And there's a big difference. And the reason being is I do have some genetic markers that I do know, but we also all have the ability not to turn on those genes. It's like a light switch. And that's why I'm really big into that biohacking space is because I when I hear people all the time be like, oh, it runs my family. That's just an excuse. We have the ability not to turn those genes on.
1: And you know, this is something you were talking about earlier. How you were—you are were a runner, uh, not overweight, and you know, felt like you were doing the right things uh, for for a young woman. So you know, it could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you you were not somebody who maybe uh, people would say, "Oh, well, she are, or is in the category; it's going to get cancer." You know?
0: Yeah. But I look back at my whole history, I mean, in a truly, and it's, this is where I tell people they need to learn to be their own advocate. They need to learn about how the body works because here's the thing. I, back in high school, I had Epsom bar virus mono, very common for people to get that. So you have a hidden virus in your body then it's like I keep going forward, forward, forward. After college, I finally had dropped all that college weight, which was uh, now looking back was inflammation. Because when I left for college, I was so swollen from all the steroids that had put me on. So then finally, and it's like you don't sleep right, you don't eat right, you don't do all the things probably in college that you, you really need to do. So I finally lose all that weight. I start doing other things. And that's when I really got into running the marathons and stuff well, then my hormones were still out of control. And so my doctors end up putting me on birth control pills because, you know, that's going to solve my problems. Go on birth control. And we see this all the time, especially with women, That's it's it's all these band-aids that we do instead of getting into the root cause. And so fast forward after my second child, um, I was having migraines. And I went to go see someone And he basically was just like, lady, you're stressed. You have a toddler, you have a newborn baby, your husband's in grad school, plus he travels internationally, plus you run your own business. This is just, you're stressed. Here's some drugs. Well, I'm not one to take drugs, Jason. I had both my kids naturally. I just, that's not who I am. Um, And those were my body like waving at me, you know? And that's why I say we need to learn to listen to our body and know what's going on because it gives us clues, constantly is giving us clues. But we're not in tune with our bodies and we normalize everything. I mean, I don't know how many people will think, oh, this they feeling bad is almost normal for people now.
1: Yeah. And then you know, for you it was a wake up call and, and maybe for you it was a wake-up call to, to hey, are, are other women in a similar position and, and for you it kind of vaulted you into the direction of like preventative health for women mm-hmm. specifically. So do you think a lot of women just don't think about this kind of thing? I mean, they're busy as, as, you know, uh, you know, uh, with their jobs, uh, being moms and wives and, and it's just, maybe they're taking care of so many other people that they maybe forget to take care of themselves.
0: Exactly. That is, that is, you just nailed it right there because we do, we end up being the backbone of so many things. And a lot of times we're trying to juggle both having a career, having the family, running the household, doing all these things. And our bodies and our lives are not equipped to have that much stress. And so you have to have, like it goes back to creating habits. How can we take some of these things and have healthier habits along the way? And then also we have to do things because we live in a toxic soup. I mean, like it or not, I mean, our bodies are the same bodies as our great-great-grandparents, right? Yet we're now being exposed to so many more things And hence the reason why we're seeing people age so much faster. I mean, you look at people that are, I know I look at people that are 10, 12 years younger than me, if not even more, and they look older than me. Well, let's think about it. They have now been growing up being on the computer, like they're, they've been around technology. So our cells are starting to break down so much faster than before. So I tell people like, we have to do things to help ourselves. We need to be able to reduce our oxidative stress in our body, which is really important. Um, We need to take the time of having those mindful breaks because now think about it, you know, you and I, when we like left college, it was like still like having a computer at work was just, I feel like at the beginning of things and then the blackberries came out and like it was slowly getting into, you know, technology world. Um, And now it's like, it's constant. People want that instant gratification. They want an instant response that we're not meant to do that. We're supposed to be taking breaks. And I think especially women, you know, men as well, but women, a lot of times are like with the kids, it's like, we're constantly making sure we're doing all these things for them. And we just need to pause and really learn to put ourselves first because that is a big thing. I know I did not put myself first and now I do, and not in a selfish way at all, because I just know if mom goes down, the ship's going down, right?
1: <laughs> well, I think, I mean, you look like you're 25 or 30, because so, that's how old you are, right?
0: Yes, that's, that's right. <laughs>
1: exactly. And you know, we talk about, I mean, men and women, you know, young and old we um, lead such busy lives nowadays. We've got, you know, kind of on the go and got our smartphones and everything's more convenient, but it's, we try to pack so much into, you know, our job or, or life at home and vacations, that kind of thing. So, you know, in terms of eating healthy, you know, <clears throat> I know we just came out of the holidays, so it's tough because we're all like eating at, at parties and having these big meals and sweets and chocolates. Um, and drinks, and so, um, you know, what do you tell people that are that lead a busy lifestyle, which is a lot of us, about, you know, how to, you know, enjoy life, but also, you know, eat nutritiously?
0: Um, first of all, I, I usually try to do, like, the 80-20% rule, and I think that's really important to think that you have to be able to still enjoy that cookie or those different things, but learn to be able to, on a daily basis, be very mindful of your eating and really stopped to, there's a reason why we're supposed to bless our food. There's a reason why we're supposed to like chew our food and not just drink it. Um, so like, I think we become into this quick society of like drinking our smoothies, doing these things and eating on the go versus what if we put our phone down what if we actually had conversations again? And the reason being is because it's gonna help with thy digestion. And literally you have to chew to break down the food to do like the process of the whole thing. So be mindful of your eating is one thing. Um, I always say look for fiber, healthy protein and a healthy fat. So when you're going to eat something, those are the sort of the three things I say to people. When, you, when you're going to eat food, Does it fit can we mark those things so so many people don't eat fiber and and that is key for ourselves like is having healthy you know a healthy gut biome as well
1: it it may sound gross but that that the fiber helps you do what needs to happen in the restroom i think right oh
0: my word yeah (laughs) oh yeah i can we can talk about poop all all day long jason (laughs) i tell people about I tell them they need to learn, familiarize themselves with the Bristol stool chart. And you want oh. number three and a number four.
1: Gotcha, um, gotcha.
0: Because you do, that's how you actually eliminate, um, elimination is gonna help remove the toxins. And so yeah. for me, you know, that's a, big, that's a big thing is I will ask people right away, what what is it, are they normally going? How often are they going? And i think we have to have those conversations doctors are not even having those conversations that should be one of the very first questions they ask you because i'll hear people say oh yeah i'm regular and i'll say so tell me what is regular for you and they're like oh i'm going maybe twice a week well what happens is you are recirculating your toxins back into your body especially for women and even men now are having um, estrogen dominance it's recirculating back. We're not eliminating those excess estrogens in our body.
1: Yeah. And do you find that people like, you know, um, like at the beginning of the year, people have really good intentions and they're very motivated to, to eat healthy because of these quote resolutions or visions?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I tell people, guess what? You can reset at any point. And, and really look at everything as like a 90 day run. You know when you do your plans all right let's reevaluate in 90 days and you can hit that reset button at any time and don't shame yourself right and yeah. my i i say this a lot and all the one percent add up to a hundred percent so even if you don't think you did that much those little tiny things do matter one of my clients last night she was just saying she was I started writing down all those little 1%. And she's like, my health has never been better. And she was stage four, stage, sorry, stage three breast cancer when she came to me. And she's like, I have more energy than I've ever had before. And she's going through treatments right now. Um, and she's like, I'm sleeping more than I've ever slept before. And so it's like one of these things is just doing those 1%. Will add up to a hundred percent, and even if it's a bad one percent, guess what? You can then bump it up with some other good one percent.
1: Yeah, kind of off, offset. Yep. And and speaking of offsetting, you know, you're talking about you know just the the spiritual and the kind of the, the soul part of things, and you you're talking about your your devotion and how that's a priority for you and making that a habit. Um, can can that affect you know um, the physical and the mental? You know, having that spirit. I mean, can we we believe different things in in different ways some people do um but you know just kind of having a a belief system whether it be god or whatever else and and that be a part of your regular life
0: oh one of the big pillars that is missing in wellness is the emotional health and the spiritual health right there you have to have a belief system Um, and that belief system is that means you have hope right you have to have belief in something and hope in something. For me, it's God. For other people, it might be something else, but I, you know, I, I strongly encourage someone to look at that. And there is a great book that I tell every single um, newly diagnosed woman to read, and I also say any person should read it, honestly. It's called Radical Remission by Kelly Turner. And the reason why I love this book is because she starts to look at the 10 pillars of these people and they all had late stage diagnosis of cancer, all different types of cancer all throughout the world. And when she started to interview these people and understand why are they still thriving years later, it was obviously diet and exercise, but then it was the spiritual health. It was the emotional health. And she went she goes through all 10 different pillars. And it's so important for us to do these things and spending time there as well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's happening, you know, when you believe in something um, it's to me, it also, a lot of times will manifest, right? Good or the bad, but you have that good belief system and to also to just be able to, for me, pray. And a lot of times you're like, why is this happening to me? And sometimes you have to keep praying through it and just have that faith that something good is going to happen.
1: And I'm sure for you, you know, like you said, 10 years ago, looking back, that was like just a a shock to the system for you to hear that news, those words, you have cancer. But I mean, look at kind of where you've come since then and kind of where where God's led you.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's what I even I told my husband, I said, I think this is a blessing when I first got diagnosed. And he was like, "Um, I think you're crazy. How (laughs) is this a blessing? And I tell people, you know, you will find silver linings in your diagnosis. And a lot of times the women at first, you can tell they're sort of upset with me saying that, but then they'll come back and say, you're absolutely right. Because it, it does, it opens your world up. So, so for me having two girls, I'm learning so much that I can help them. And then, you know, also all the other people that have been able to help because I'm constantly just, you know, one of my favorite words, Jason is be curious curiosity like keep learning and that's what i'm doing every single day how can i keep learning and learning more and and sometimes i'll say i learned one thing and then i realize later on here's a prime example i went dairy free for the longest time and i was like oh dairy's bad dairy's bad well then i've started to realize and realize it's not so much like these things that we call bad or good it's how are we actually going about sourcing our food? And so now I, I have dairy again, but I'm using raw dairy. So I buy from a local farmer. I know exactly how that animal's being raised, what that animal is being fed, which is important. And so people ask me, do you eat meat? For the longest time I was a vegetarian because I thought, oh, meat's bad, meat's bad. Well, now that I've learned, it's not the meat it's what we are feeding these animals and how we are treating these animals so yeah so you can learn things and you can change things and that's okay we don't have to be like one way and only think it's that that way and that's the only way I have a girlfriend that was vegan for 12 years Um, she gets a lot of hate on Instagram from people and she's like I'm just telling you it ruined my health from being vegan for 12 years um and now she's like i'm just sharing my story because she was you need certain nutrients from animal protein that she's like i was not getting yeah so and well,
1: and, and knowledge is power i mean because yeah. you got to get the other side of the story I, I i and when you said you know being curious it made me think of uh i'm re-watching the show ted lasso with my son and uh he, he's so. <laughs> throwing darts Against the uh, the former owner of the team, and and uh, he talks about how you know being curious, and how you know sometimes you know you underestimate people because you don't ask those questions, and mm-hmm. so it's such an important thing. Um, and you are um, you know I guess you know making that turn, you were um, you were you were in the corporate world, right? Um, kind of pre right and you worked in for for maybelline i believe right
0: yes that's correct i was a category development manager um which you know if that just also is part of my journey because i would never probably use their products anymore <laughs> <laughs> um just because i know too much in regards to chemicals and toxins and that's the biggest thing i preach about is toxins our toxin overload bucket and unfortunately. Um, you know that goes into the one percent things. Like, all right, if you're going to use certain parts of their makeup, that's fine. But then you better be uber clean and doing all these other things to take care of those toxins over here.
1: Yeah, and your job now—you're a certified holistic wellness coach. Now your the description has some big words in it, so I'm going to have to get you to. cause <laughs> I, I went to Elon College, so uh, you know I, I only have a certain amount of education there. <laughs> <laughs> so you are uh, an entrepreneur in the epigenetic. Biohacking and nutrigenomics. I think if I said all that that sector. So tell me, let's break that down. What first of all, what is epigen? I know what genetic is, but what is uh, epigenetic?
0: It's the environment, like looking at the environment and how that's impacting our genes. And then nutrigenomics is just like what you're saying, the nutrition and how that impacts our genes. So it's just to me, it's all about gene expressions and what can we do to make sure we're you know expressing the gene, good genes and then quieting those bad ones um because we're all born with you know a set of genes just because your family has you know people will say oh i have heart disease in my family yes you can but is it going back to their lifestyle and the environment that they're raised in that is a big thing so um here's an example breast cancer 90 to 95% of it is actually lifestyle and environmental. It is not gene related. Cause I get asked all the time, oh, is it genetic for you? Well, I do have some genetic markers. They come from my father's side cause it's actually prostate runs very heavily, but you don't hear about that. But there's direct correlation for that in breast cancer. So I do have some of those gene markers there. Um, but it was my lifestyle. And that's why I say I take ownership. I used to love my cocktails, glass of wine. Oh, come over, Jason, let's have a glass of wine. Let's do, you know, anything. I was very social. So drinking was a big part of my life. Now I don't drink. Um, Maybe have a glass of wine every six months, if that. And the reason being is, one, I I have MTHFR, some gene snips and everything else. So my methylation system, which honestly, about probably 80% of Americans have you know, are under methylators. And it's because of the toxins that we're exposed to. So if you're not giving extra love to your liver, and doing some of these things, we truly are behind the eight ball. So I wasn't doing these things. So like, going back Maybelline, I got free products. So I was like using all these products. Well, that is an endocrine con- disruptor. So especially I was estrogen positive. I had an overload of estrogen in my body. Yeah.
1: And, and and the family history you're talking about and kind of what you're uh, pre predestined for, perhaps that doesn't define you. And I no. mean, it may or may not happen. And you have a role in, 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 doing that. And then biohacking is one of the other things. It sounds like something like going to a computer, you're hacking something, but I don't, well, I don't, and, I
0: don't Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's sort of that way. We have the ability to, Hacker genetics. It's like literally using science to our benefit, though. Like, so in the biohacking world, they're like, how can I always improve my genetics? What can I do to improve myself? So I talk a lot about the simple biohacks, the freebie ones that are out there. Sleep. Sleep is a free biohack that we can be doing every single day. I love it. Sleep hygiene. Most people are not getting to sleep until way, way too late. They're on their devices, which is disrupting your circadian rhythm, which is really your cortisol levels right there. We're not getting outside in the sunshine that we need to. Um, When people will say I have adrenal fatigue, like, oh, my adrenals are burnt out. That is actually a mitochondria dysfunction in your body. So I know that you were more on the broadcast side of things. I was more on the marketing side of things of college, but let's go back to eighth grade biology class and they learned about the mitochondria. That was the engine of your cells. And that's what we need to fix and address. That is where our health is, is at the cellular level. Yeah. So that's why our biohacking comes into play. That let's get back to that cellular health and how can we hack that and improve it instead yeah. of being hijacked
1: yeah like you said I mean kind of get, you know getting that sleep but also kind of getting outside uh, you know spending time with your family doing adventurous different things that are active I know that you um, I think you told me you, you hike and, and do yoga things like that I mean is that important to you to, to, to do some things that are that are just for you or that are also fun and, and active not just kind of sitting watching like a Netflix show or you know all the time.
0: Yeah, oh, I have to be active. I tell people you need to get outside and move your body daily. Um, Outside is really important as well. Um, And getting on, like, especially on the ground, like grounding, because we, we do need to neutralize the fact that we are all on technology way too much. And it is disrupting our, you know, the cells. And so I say simple things. Get on the ground. Stand barefoot. In the sand, do those things and you will feel better. Like, remember as a kid when you used to just like lay in the grass? I mean, when was the last time you just laid in the grass, Jason? I encourage you, just go lay in the grass, (laughs) look up at the sky, just really, truly, you know, be more playful. And I love that's why I love hiking now. I used to just, you know, think, oh, as a kid, we gotta go for a hike. And now I'm like, Wow, I look around and I have a gratitude. I'm like listening to the birds, you know, listening to the trees, collecting my thoughts, and just being mindful out there in nature is really just nice to clear your mind.
1: Yeah, and you know, I'm no. We went to school in North Carolina, but speaking of being outside, where you live in Minnesota, <laughs> it, it, there there's some different challenges there because you guys have a lot of snow and. Um, you know, negative temperatures. So I guess, I mean, you're still able to go and ski and do other things like that.
0: Oh, oh we do. And actually this morning I got outside. Um, So if anyone wants to pull me up on Instagram, you're going to see that I'm a little bit crazy when it comes to the winter time. Uh, (laughs) Every morning I try to get outside in the early morning sunlight and expose as much skin as possible. And so today it was negative 18 and I was still out there in my flip flops Um, a short sleeve shirt I always cover my hands and my head Um, but just standing out there in the sunshine and that cold therapy because cold exposure is actually really good for us it's good for our our, it's literally our immune system Um, you name it for especially if you do the cold baths it's like cold showers you can do it's for the visceral fat I mean, there's a whole laundry list of things why we should be doing cold therapy.
1: Yeah. And getting, you know, like you said, that's natural vitamin D and kind of getting out there in nature. And you were telling me about, um, speaking of vitamins, uh, that you do something called uh, vitamin C parties. Tell me about that. That Sounds fun. I mean, are you drinking a lot of orange juice or?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not that type of vitamin C. So I started vitamin C parties as actually celebrating my, one of my diagnosis, like the day that I got diagnosed, I celebrate that every single year now. And so I wanted to have a party, but I didn't have one to have the word cancer in it. Right. And so I decided to like have vitamin C parties, which is everyone needs more of this community, connection and conversation. And so I, I host vitamin C parties. Um, I love to collaborate. So it's all these great C words that i have out there that we just really pull in and really talk about things and it's just it during the pandemic i did a lot of them on zoom and then i had to take a break because i started to burn myself out because i realized how many people are looking for that community it's really important to have a community
1: yeah i mean have you found that like as as a coach and uh, helping people with wellness have you found that during this pandemic, which we've—I mean, it's been almost two years ongoing now and continuing, unfortunately—that uh, um, people are maybe more depressed, um, they're more isolated, and they maybe are kind of leaning all those comfort foods and things, maybe that are you're not as healthy.
0: Oh, absolutely. People constantly, and it goes back to why you know why are they doing these things and. We really do need to have accountability. And even last night, so on my coaching call with my group, we, we took a break over the holidays and all these women were like, it's so good to be back. I realized how much I needed this and to have that community and that accountability. And why do you think bars do so well? I mean, you could drink at home, but most people, even if you go solo to the bar, it's because they want to be around other people. They want to socialize and be in community um, yeah,
1: sports is like that too. I mean, you go cause you yeah. want to be a 70, 90,000 fans, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's really important to have that peace. And, and otherwise, and if you are suffering from depression, there's so many things you can do for yourself from a natural standpoint. One thing I always tell people go volunteer. I'm sorry. If you're out serving other people, and I know Jason, you are big into volunteering in college. When you're out serving other people, you don't have time to think about being depressed. Right, yeah. And it's been, it fo-
1: focuses off you and, and on others.
0: Yep, and just from then also from a depression standpoint, you know, there's so many things from a natural standpoint we can do to help ourselves. Yeah. And, and one is get outside. <laughs>
1: Yeah, get out. Even even if it's negative 18 degrees, you that's can right. <laughs> um and uh you were uh, I think you said that your uh your daughters, um are you two two teenage daughters, right?
0: Two teenage daughters. I have a junior and a freshman in high school. We
1: will we will pray for you. That that's a that's a fun time. <laughs> fun and air quotes there. Um so, uh, and, and they, you know, they they're active, they they ski and, and, uh, snow ski, that kind of thing. So what's it like being, you know, a, 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 you know, amidst all your, your jobs, helping other people and trying to, you know, be well yourself, you know, how do you juggle all that being trying to be, you know, a wife and, and, and a mom to them as well?
0: Oh, you know what? That's my favorite job is being a mom. And I realize that I'm, I've been blessed because there's so many people that want to have children. And they're never able to have children. So I'm, I'm, I take that job very seriously. And I also think about what can I do to basically be that foundation for communication. Because it's in that relationships. Because that's where the breakdown is. Is in communication with people. In your relationships. And so I always try to just be a role model for them, first of all. And then have more of a relationship with my kids that's open where, yes, I'm still the parent, but I also want to be able to have that, that good relationship between the two of us um, that they can come to me, they can trust me, but at the same time, I still have to have firm boundaries as well because we always talk, my husband and I always talk about life lessons. Every Sunday night, we try to have family dinner and we talk about life lessons. And a lot of times I know they roll their eyes. And some days I think, oh, are they listening to anything I say about health and wellness stuff? And then I will hear them say stuff to their friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they are listening. So it's, you know, just you've got to model those behaviors. And every time that if there's something that bugs me or whatever, I'm like, I got to look at myself in the mirror because it's probably something that I'm actually doing myself. So, like well if i'll say something like oh my kids are on their phones too much or whatever else i'll somehow have to self-reflect what am i doing maybe i've been on my phone too much so yeah, yeah it's it's a hard job but it's the best job ever is being a parent
1: yeah and, and what a great opportunity that, that you your focus is on helping women live preventative lifestyles and and you know do things for yourself and you've got these two teenage daughters Young women themselves that are they're seeing you do this and seeing that like hey you know it, I, I assume that something like this you know you having this job empowers them that hey it's important to 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 take care of yourself.
0: I hope so. <laughs> um, every once in a while, I'm like, oh my word, are they doing anything that I tell them or like? Unless the whole thing is I have to remember that they're soon. The, my oldest is about to turn 17 in a few days um and then she'll be out on her own so yeah. i'm like all right hopefully i've instilled enough great things in their life that and and i i think about my mom and she's about to be 83. she's on no medications she ran her first marathon when she was i think 60. Oh. Um, and i look back and i think you know what i'm so grateful because she did lay that foundation and at the time as a teenager I remember saying I just want my mom to buy store-bought and cookies I just want to buy Kraft macaroni and cheese and once you know it my oldest daughter said mom I, I don't want you to make homemade hummus I want you to buy it I want you to buy this and I was like and her her life coach said to her you know someday when you're 30 years old you'll appreciate your mom and I thought I got in the car and I was like oh my word it's I'm repeating exactly it's like karma because i did the same thing to my mom um but you know she laid that foundation and i've had a couple girlfriends come back to me from high school like in childhood and say your mom was really ahead of her time like she used to use a toothpaste from sweden that didn't have fluoride and was all natural and all these other things like and my mom used to talk about these things and i'd be so embarrassed be like oh my word mom really why are you talking about these things and now i look at her She's 83. People never guess her age. And the fact that she's on no meds, I'm like, clearly she did something right. So I pray, Jason, that my girls will take a page out of this book and apply what I've been, you know, modeling and teaching them over the years. And it will really help them set themselves up for success. That's all I can do is give them the tools to put in their toolbox. And that's with everyone. We all have choices.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're doing a great job as mom and and also we appreciate all the advice you've given us, helping us to up level. We're gonna use that word. That's your word, but we can we can use it as well. Yeah. Up level whether it be our jobs, our our our, you know, our marriages, our, um, our health, uh, all that kind of thing, you know, trying to eat better. I um, mean, you were talking about prayer earlier. I, uh, I, I know you've been on many a podcast, but I, I'm, I'm betting maybe you've never done this. I would love for you to close us out in prayer for the end of this chat.
0: Oh my word. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. You say that because after every coaching call, we always close and we rotate. Um, and my biggest thing is i am not one to pray but i will do it for i'm like i love to pray but i'm not one to do it out loud so you know what it goes so i make my people my my team do this so (laughs) um dear lord just i'm so grateful that jason and i were able to reconnect over social media and we were able to just have a great conversation tonight dear lord we We really bless those that are listening to this podcast, that they get something out of it and that they can apply it to their life. And we're just grateful for all the gifts that you give us. And we pray for a successful 2022 in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. You know, and the run the race podcast, we name it that because it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I I talk about running some here and there, but it's about uh, the verse in Hebrews where it talks about running the race of perseverance and finishing strong. And so that's, you know, we're going to, we're going to move into 2022 and it's going to be a better year than it was last year. So
0: (laughs) that's all we can hope for. Right. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Naomi. I appreciate it. And long live Elon college, right?
0: That's right. I'm hoping, (laughs) I'm hoping one of my girls will go there.
1: Oh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, uh, y'all stay warm in uh, Minnesota. I appreciate your time.
0: Thank you so much.
1: So it was great to reconnect with one of my um, college classmates, Naomi Bleeker Damask. And uh, she has a quote on her Facebook page, which I I thought I was going to read. So here's that quote. Success in life will be guaranteed when we stop focusing on the past and small things in life. Get focused on the greater good and start to show up. Listen, be bold, and play to win. So there you go there 's you 're kicking your butt for the uh, the year two thousand twenty two and beyond so uh, just get to it right you know uh, prepare to win uh, no matter what you do, and uh, have that mindset for sure uh, now, on to our final segments of the podcast. Thank you for Naomi for uh, praying for us, but we also uh, have some uh, some singing to get to. I know you like to hear me sing, right <laughs> maybe not, um, and also our uh, some inspiring quotes so uh, you know the first thing we want to get to is a uh, paying homage to some people we've recently lost. So here he goes. You'll
2: probably recognize this. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party... And invited everyone you knew. You would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, Thank you for being a
1: friend. And that's in honor of uh, Betty White who uh, passed away recently, just uh, two weeks shy of her 100th birthday. And they're asking people on her 100th birthday, which would have been, I think, January 17th, to donate at least $5 or more to a local animal uh, organization. She was very involved as an animal advocate, but just really a funny, spunky, 99-year-old actress who was still working. And uh, Still making people laugh, being blunt, and uh, but she was on that, that song being from Golden Girls, a uh, popular show from the 1980s, uh, still on maybe in some fashion today, but she was the last of the Golden Girls that was still alive, so uh, Betty White, you definitely will be missed, and so will Bob Saget, uh, just shockingly lost him at the age of 65 just a few days ago, uh, a great comedian, and was uh, America's dad, maybe one of the best American sitcom dads ever, uh, as part of uh, Full House, which has been rebooted as Fuller House, but he played a uh, dad, uh, Danny Tanner, and so I wanted to sing to you a little bit of, uh, you, know, you
2: know that theme song
1: as well, so sing along if you know it. So,
2: Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, even in TV. Everywhere you look, everywhere there's a heart a hand to hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a face of somebody who needs you. When you're lost out there and you're all alone, a light is waiting to carry you home. Everywhere you look, boom. All
1: right, there you go. That's Full House. Great show. uh, Became Fuller House. That song was actually originally written by Jesse Frederick and Bennett Salve, performed by Jesse Frederick. And when they wrote the song, um, it was kind of, you know, a love of the family-centric subject in the lyrics and kind of, you know, catchy and upbeat. And um, so uh, during the run of Full House, they did different versions of it. Uh, so that went on for several seasons, a great show. For the sequel, Fuller House, it was released on Netflix uh, originally back in uh, 2016. The theme song was upgraded, the new version performed by Carly Ray Jepsen, who actually worked with Jesse Frederick to upgrade that theme song, um, kind of giving a, a modern pop feel. So there you go. Everywhere you look, part of Full House, Bob Saget um, found uh you know dead in his hotel room in Orlando and uh, it's just really sad uh, that's two comedic actors so this happens in three so let's let's hope not anybody else but um but you know we 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 all life is short that's it's what this teaches us if if nothing else life is short and uh pray hard for sure and uh speaking of uh, of sayings uh this is our uh yeah you know, that was uh the segment uh, stuck in my head maybe those theme songs got stuck in your head perhaps or maybe not my version singing them um uh, but our our final segment is a uh, parting gift kind of to close out the uh, this episode of the podcast this is a quote uh that was on my calendar to close the year out a quote from zig Ziglar, a great inspiring figure he says difficult roads often lead to beautiful Destinations and uh, Naomi, uh, you know, Damask, uh, our guest for today, talked about that. She had a really tough road with with cancer 10 years ago, but looked on the bright side of it. And as a mom and and uh, as somebody that's really interested in health more and more now, so those difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. What you're going through now, you know, um, you know, give it to God, let go of it, and uh, you know, work hard to be positive and be inspiring. And to do what you can do, because the only you can control yourself as as a mom, as a dad, as a husband, a wife, a friend, a coworker, um, you know, all those all those roles, you know, we we play. um, There's some difficult things that happen there, but that can lead to us learning and growing and being better if we're open to that, and if we're open to to God uh, leading us and giving us wisdom and strength in the midst of it all. So, thanks again for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. We've uh, had some exciting guests. Uh, this is, uh, we're closing in on episode 100 and maybe the next few weeks or month or so. And uh, hopefully going to have some exciting uh, things to uh, share with you about fitness and faith that you definitely don't want to miss. Have a great day, everybody.